What's going on, everybody? Bishop Brigante, welcome to another episode of Risk and Rewards. This is the series where we talk to some of your favorite personalities about some of the risks they've taken in their career to get where they are today. And I can't even, I can't even front. I have I have invested nine seasons into this guest. I am super excited and I know you will be too. Please welcome Rick Hoffman in the building on Risk and Rewards. What's going on, Rick? <laughs> Are you sure you weren't talking about like Rob Riggle or somebody? Listen, listen <laughs> this episode is about to get lit up. That's all. I oh got boy! Say. I've been I, listen. Everybody in my family, you know, what I'm saying we've literally sat and anticipated your 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 talent, your creativity, oh, and the way you just complete and. Your Honor, let me put this on the record. Let me put this on the record. I'm baffled, and ho hopefully I'm wrong, but I'm baffled that the creators of Suits have not figured out the spinoff, Lewis Lit and Associates. You completely stole the show. Everybody on the, the whole cast was incredible, but for you to just come out on top and steal the show every single season, I salute you for your acting, for your, your your acting talents and abilities, and I'm super excited to have you on the show. I, well, I meant every word I said on Twitter to you, and I and I say it to you right now with honor. I think you are incredible. You are uh, now. I guess I could just that's it for me. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. That could look. I, you know, a lot of and I, I'm not trying to call out anybody, but a lot of people, you know, they go, and I'm like, come on, right? Thank you. Thank you. It, 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 it ain't about this doesn't mean a, thank you that really tr to, when when you know that it, it really truly any any that is the night really one of the nicest things i've ever heard and um there's many fans out there that seem to uh say those types of nice things to me and it constantly it's um it, I, I i i know it sounds ridiculous but i still pinch myself when things like that are said because we, i started out not um people would look through me when I struggled and never really would um, buy that I was going to do it for a living. Right. So now that I'm doing it for a living and now it's the way it's appreciated, like so, so beautifully, nicely said by you, that compliment. It's my pleasure. It always, it, it is always something that uh, I take straight to the heart and it, it, it means everything. It's yeah, why I do it. So like, yeah. And, I, I and and the answer to your question about this like why there's a lot of reasons you know there's a lot of there's uh I can but to be perfectly honest uh it may not be a spinoff but some something's brewing I ain't gonna say anything else Ooh, that's what I like to hear because I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say I don't even know why I'm acting like this right now I'm just I ain't gonna say anything else that's all because, I'm saying no I think it's written already like it it just makes sense the way the season ended um spoiler alert if you if you're not caught up on one of the greatest shows out, um, spoiler alert though. But for for us to you know get to see that stage where you guys had the baby, we got to see that like it just it's written. You are now the guy, and you have all the capabilities to like you can carry a show. I, that's that's how I feel. Well, look, some people think so, some people don't. All I could say is that character is was a, was the was the most look. What Aaron Korsh did in writing that show and how USA decided to cast me with Aaron 
uh, changed my life completely. And that character, as far as I am concerned, is done. It, it's a wonderful arch, arc, not arch, right. arc. And, um, and I, I, I could, you know, I'm, what, I, it, it was the most, it was, it was incredibly challenging because you could see all the different, um, how that character transformed throughout the oh years. Yeah. So, I mean, what else, what else, what, if you ever hear me complain about, you know, work or anything, you should tell me to shut my mouth because <laughs> right, right, that was right. one, that was the best role I'll ever have. Right. But I, I'm not going to say that there isn't something else potentially that yeah. uh, we could be, uh, well, that, you know, that could be, that's, let's, that's, let's just keep it shut right. and maybe, uh, right. let's not touch, let's not touch the money. Okay, cool. Cause I'm, cause I, the only reason why I'm so excited about it is because, you know, I, I watched the season a couple of times and then to get to, to get to the end of it and go, ah, you know, everybody was so good, but I just feel like there's just, I just feel like, you know, a Lewis Lit show is just, it's, it's just gotta happen. Anyways, that's, that's, uh, that's hey that. Bishop, let me tell you something. I, I, uh, I, I was rooting for it. Aaron was rooting for it. There were things that, you know, the, the business is, is it's a, it's a, it, there is, it's, it's an incredibly, um, riddling business you know right, you never right. know and i'm sure you know actually yes, and i and a lot of people know how even after doing a, a nine season show it's it's nothing's a slam dunk and that's a long that's a long season too like nine not, seasons you mean a long like a long ride a long series yeah Very yeah long. oh i mean that in itself is uh like winning three lottery tickets not just one because right. it's one to work one to actually like have something that lasts at all but one that lasts nine years, that's like, I mean, it's unheard of. So where are you originally from? Because I know a uh, majority of the show was filmed in Toronto, in, right. my, in my city. So where are you originally from? I'm from New York. I'm from Long Island. And uh, my mother and brother still live on Long Island. Nice. Uh, nice. But I moved out west to school. Uh, and then that led me to move out further west to L.A. And I was there for 20 years. For 10 of those years, I waited tables, got fired from 20 jobs. Nice. And, oh yeah, and uh, and then uh, I got a big break, which is a whole other story on its own. Um, only by being possessed and lucky, and then, but that was in 2000, and then it really took until 2010 to hit lightning in a bottle with suits. Right. How do you feel? How do you feel? Um, the you know, compare comparing cities like New York, LA, Toronto. Well, how did you feel? Like, what did you, what was your take on Toronto? So Toronto was, it's funny because over, so I had been in Toronto for in 2001 and which I'm sure, I don't know if you remember. I mean, it's a really, it's unrecognizable since yeah. with all the construction, all the, all sky, the traffic, skyscrapers, condos. Yeah. But I still love it because of the people. Right. Um, is it more congested? Yes. Is it more of what it, you know, cause what it was when I first visited, I was like, my God, this is, it kind of had almost like a Portland, Oregon feel where mm. you can, you can walk around and it's still being a city, but you didn't feel, uh, like you feel when you're hopping the horn, you know, for 18 different buildings being built around you in right, one right, right, block. Right. It's, it's growing, it's growing up. Yeah. And, uh, but yet the people are loyal. You guys, and I say you guys, I'm now a permanent resident of Canada, but you guys deserve some championship in some sport. You're a great, like a great group of fans for- well, We got the you know, Raptors, we got the- we got That's the true, and I was there the for like so many, that's right, so you guys hit that. I, I'm, yeah. thinking of, um, I'm thinking of uh, the Maple Leafs. 
because you guys yeah you guys should have I, I can't i don't even want to talk about what happened this year but uh you're just a bunch of great people that supported our show from beginning to end and still do yeah i loved it every time i was watching i was like oh that's peter street oh that's john street oh that's it oh that's yeah it's, it's dope man. and me and me as a new yorker uh because it was faking New York, yeah, I would be like, "Oh, there's a second cup, which is Toronto. Oh, there's a Pizziolo. Yeah, that shouldn't have been in there. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, Rick. I keep, yeah. I keep my mind. My mind keeps accidentally wanting to call you Lewis. All right. That's all right. I, I, but if you know everybody, everybody calls me. My mom calls me Lewis. It's okay. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Okay, uh, Rick. Tell yeah. me. We're gonna start. We're, we're gonna get to these questions now. Go. The, fir the first question I'm going to ask you, tell me and the fans and yeah. the viewers, tell me a risk that you took in your career that was a positive come up where you had the best result in your career so far. A risk in my career that there was a positive outcome. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, okay. Well, how about, first of all, me even saying I wanted to act. That was a risk. No, I mean, I can give you a real, that was a general one, but I mean, yeah. like just the idea, you know, get almost getting close to 30 and still waiting tables and living in garages. And, you know, I was pretty much sacrificing it all, not having any guarantee that I would ever even make a dime. Right. So that risk, it can't, you know, thank God. I now have a, a, a I mean, I, I have a, I have a, I have a very, very charmed kind of living situation right. and that is not um it's just not common i say as far as anything like that i risked in a particular job or because i'm not a pushy guy to try to like network or anything so i would the only thing i could say that i did that well it's getting my first job i had lied to the manager i had had at the time because I had found a job on a list of things. And he said, well, the casting director says he knows you and you're not right for the role. Because three years before that, I had gone in on an audition for that casting director and I couldn't have shit the bed more. <laughs> and this casting director by the name of Patrick Rush, who I now still, uh, I, 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 I keep in touch with, he remembered me from three years prior and told my manager, no, he's not right for this role. Wow. So when my manager communicated that to me, I panicked and I said, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He never met me before. He's got the wrong guy. Ooh. Right. Ooh. And then he goes, are you sure? I said, yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> and he said, and then my manager, Robbie Cass at the time had said, all right, I'll call him back. So somehow Robbie did an amazing job by convincing him that he didn't, he hadn't met me. Right. When he, I know he did. For sure. <laughs> you got to do that, what you got to do. And that was the audition where I was so prepared. That was my first series called The Street. Ooh. And I got cast because I lied my way in. Ooh. Patrick Rush, to this day, I thank him on Facebook. I, uh, you know, I mean, and I would thank Robbie Cat. I mean, we, we, it was, uh, it was one unbelievable experience. Uh, and, and sometimes you have to be nuts. So by now he knows that you lied. Oh, I told him as soon as I got the job. Oh, nice. nice. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> what did he say? I, he could, you know, at that point in time, he, 
you know, he was so happy for me because I think when he saw that I was prepared that as a casting director, you, you root for these actors when they go in. So I think, you know, right. He, I, I changed his mind and uh, he didn't care. Yeah. Of course he, he didn't care. But at the time I thought I was like, you know, doing something terrible, which I was sort of, I was lying. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no other real, like, you know, uh, I wish there was something else. I'm trying no, to. No, think. no, no, that that's good because this business is like, first of all, it's they're not that kind of a lie in this business. Isn't it's there's no malice behind it. It's not a malice situation. No. This is trying to like, you know, it's tough getting your foot in any door in the entertainment business, whether it be acting, music, rapping, producing, whatever it is. Getting your foot in any door is tough, and sometimes. Although- I have found an easier way to get through the door and I'm, I'm going to start doing it myself. I'm going to take all of my clothes off and get in my underwear and make dancing TikToks. Wow. Yeah. This, this TikTok thing is crazy. Yeah. I think I, that's I, what I, I think for my next level, I, yeah. you know, I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm all the ta- all the really hard talented people that are like just so engulfed in their craft work so hard, so hard and struggle. And then somebody gets on TikTok and does something ridiculous and they become they're on the red carpet. Ain't You're, that a bitch? It's crazy. It's but, I, I, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I, you can, don't get me started. Although I will say TikTok's great. There's a bunch of great recipes. You can learn from these great cooks on it. You can also watch a lot of people fight in the US about masks. Hey, let me ask you a question. So during the pandemic time, have you like stepped up any cooking since, you know, you, you mentioned that? Cause I, the other day I figured out like, from scratch how to make beef and broccoli okay to, to me that's a big deal because like okay. when, I order, when i order you know asian food i really love beef and broccoli so i yeah. stepped up my game and my beef and broccoli is fire and you got it from tiktok no i got it from just taste just taste or something like that but I got oh, okay it yeah, yeah 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 i didn't get it from tiktok okay well, there, TikTok like there, there is a guy on tiktok that it's an amazing story himself he worked in so many restaurants and it's called that dude can cook and he, in one minute flat, he teaches you how to do all these w- amazing, like real chef-like things wow. with food. But beef and broccoli, uh, so I'm assuming you learn how to use some of that, uh, what are we talking here? And obviously not just soy or like, but oyster sauce or like- no, uh, We're talking about, um, uh, I got some, oddly enough, brown sugar in there. Brown sugar, right. Some brown sugar yeah. in there. A little um, peanut, a little peanut uh, oil. Oh, great. Uh, no? grated up um ginger oh yeah yeah there's a, there's I, a whole I, that's my that i i mean well, what's I could, been what's been the one that you that you check i learned out? well I, i've learned um i've learned how to make a lot of different sauces because i if I, you know I, I mean i knew how to like prepare meat or barbecue some great ribs or, but now i can make some solid chicken dishes so for instance there's a restaurant in new york that is known for this dish called chicken scarparello and it's a mixture of like, it's chicken, garlic, lemon, sage, oregano, white wine, uh, you name it. And it's a way of preparing it because it comes out so crispy. And so I learned um, how to make that specific. It's like a garlic sauce, almost like a Cuban mm. garlic sauce, mm. but it's Italian. So I was concentrating on that a lot, working on those things and working on a lot of um, far, like for instance, I just learned how to make, because I can make your your typical panko crusted chicken in a mustard maple pan sauce, or I can make like uh, <laughs> those types of things or a nice, like a nice Italian lasagna. But I was learning how to make tachin. Mm. And that's a, that's a, I think that's an Iranian dish or, mm. or I want to say 
somewhere. I think it's Iranian. Like and that's with, and that's with jasmine rice, but it's fried in a pan. And in the middle of it, you can put meat in it or something. So I was trying those kind of funky things. Right. So I could start impressing certain people. So this wasn't, this wasn't off TikTok. That particular one wasn't, no. Right, right, right. But, uh, but then all I could say is anybody who's watching this thing, that dude can cook is something you should check out because he'll teach you how to make every, a, 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 a homemade Caesar dressing, not like the stuff you get at like, you know, Boston pizza. I'm talking like delicious, <laughs> yeah. old school steakhouse Caesar. Right. Okay. I'm going to check like it out. Yeah, that dude, yeah. That dude can cook. Sweet potato mash. Yeah, I'm getting hungry now. I'm getting hungry now. I'm telling you. It's getting great. Okay. Second question. Lewis. <laughs> Rick. You gotta give me, you gotta give us the story now where you took a risk in your career or, in your, risk? Life, or in your life, period. And it failed. And it failed. It didn't work. <laughs> I was like, ah, that wasn't it. <laughs> now, you got a good one. So I it doesn't it. so it so it's it not acting, it could be anything. I mean, anything. Anything? Yeah. You're Rick Hunt. Dude, my middle know. name, my middle name is risk failure. <laughs> In every aspect of my life. Um, no, I mean, like, how could I, uh, one that, oh, you should have prepared me. I would have had a good one. Because after this, I don't know if I give you the best one, because I'll kick myself we'll if do I don't tell you a good one. We'll oh, my up. God. The one thing I tell my six-year-old already, you know, because he he's building up on his confidence. And he, it is all about failure. Right. It is all about failure. He, I think, that, and he, I, I don't know about you. I know you know about failure because you would not be as talent, successful as you are. Like I, it, if you don't, you will not succeed. You won't there, and anybody who succeeds without failure, they will not last long. Right, right. So, I mean, what category of life do you want to hear one story? I mean, uh, how many times have I, uh, to me, it's almost like when you fail, it is kind of like success. It's hard to explain because I'm older now. No, I get it because I, you know I, I embrace I embrace um, I embrace trying. As long as you try, and you fail, it's not a loss. It's a lesson, right? Always, always you have to learn from it, right? So I always, yeah. I mean, I mean, I could give you a, a risk I took when I tried to make a, a U-turn and I got hit in a car. That was a risk that failed. You know, what, when I was idiotic young. What about what about in in, in okay let's 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 try with just with acting was there with anything? acting yeah i mean so just as easily as that story i told you i mean that could have just went south and i could have you know he I, I could have been caught and he never would have used me i never would have gotten that job and i might not be working right now but mm -hmm. i mean as far as a real story of failure um oh i could tell you i uh so i had done a movie i had uh, gotten a job that i got to spend close to four months in Montreal in 2002 filming called the day after tomorrow. And I had a nice role, right? I got the role. I celebrated. I went up there, met some friends, some of the actors. We had a great time. My first time in Montreal. What a beautiful city. Beautiful. And I had about 20 minutes of screen time in the day after tomorrow, which was going to be a big blockbuster I'll never even forget the date. I kept thinking May 28th, my career is going to change because a lot of people are going to see this movie. Right around May 1st, I got a call from the director and the producer of the movie and they said, Rick, we are so sorry to tell you this, but we unfortunately have to cut your stuff out of the film. 
uh, because the film is running at this point three hours long, and we had we had our only had to you know we had to pick and choose what, and it just so happens your storyline isn't really fully connected to the rest, and we're so sorry you're out of the film. So that was devastating. Yeah, I mean my parents already had tickets to the premiere. Oh, so, yeah. So you yeah you so you were celebrating before the premiere. You were like. Well, because I, I was, I was looking for, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be, you know, fantastic. And I, and I thought I had done something good up there and, you know, and then um, I was depressed. I don't think I got out of bed for a week. But the thing is, is that then at the very last minute, which is still kind of cool, they had to put something back in there where I get uh, taken over in a school bus by the tidal wave scene. Right. So it was still a learning experience. Like, uh, you know, that no, nothing is guaranteed. Uh, there, even if you have the job and get paid, you still may not even show up on screen. Right. right and, right. um, and then, uh, and then ultimately, uh, you wouldn't believe it. There are people that are like, Oh my God, even today, they're like, Oh my God, it's you. And I keep thinking it suits for nine years that things on. Right. And I'm like, oh, they're going to think uh, they're going to say, oh, hey, you're going to get lit up. And they're like, no, no, I don't know suits. The day after tomorrow. <laughs> you know, Just goofy face. It's funny when I was talking, I was talking with Method Man and we were talking about um, we were more focusing on his acting side. And he had, he had talked about being in the movie Brown Sugar. He's he good. Went, he went for the audition for Brown Sugar, got the role, did this, did the movie and missed an audition with the wire oh. and ended up on the cutting room floor of brown sugar so yeah it can happen where you think hey i got this great thing a big feature film and then boom you end up on the cutting room floor one one thing leads to but one thing leads to another so what happened was because one of the producers of day after tomorrow did like me in the film so he put me in a in a, in a film called cellular so at least it led to another job but cellular led if it wasn't for cellular, I wouldn't have gotten cast in Hostel. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. I, yeah. wanted, to get to, I wanted to get to Hostel. You got to give me a little bit of insight on what, you know, the energy was around the time filming that movie, stuff like that. Because I, I saw early, I, I saw early in your, in your ability in that, you know, in that role with that guy, you know, <laughs> that was, uh, that was an intense moment. That, that, that was, that was super sheer. Sociopath. That was sheer, complete neuroses of, of not knowing what I was going to do. That's all that was. That I was, I found out I had that role two days before I had to keep, I had, I got flown to Prague to do it. And it was because of who my best friend who to this day is my best friend. His name is Chris Briggs and a dear friend of mine, Mike Fleiss, who produced Hostel. And they were the one who suggested my cellular tape to Eli Roth, who directed it. Yeah, because yeah. they had Quentin Tarantino, who produced it, was going to play the role I had. But they thought that if he was in it, it would take the people who were watching them, they would take it. He was so recognizable. It would take people out of the movie. Right. They right. wanted to keep it a little bit more independent. Great choice. Great. And choice. so they had very little time to cast it. So my pal, who was already in Prague, goes, well, listen, look at cellular. Tell me what you think. And Eli didn't know him. And he goes, yeah, all right, let's fly him. So now I have two days to get there and know what I was going to, I'm blowtorching a girl's eye out of her socket. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm okay. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. And, oh, and then I have a scene before that. That's like, 
I mean, I, I was in the hotel room the night before shooting because thank God I had done the blowtorch scene first. So at least right. I know where I had to go. And how psycho you had to be. Right. But I can't relate. How do I relate to a guy who's, and I proudly tell you, I've never done any crazy drugs. So I don't know what the hell was going on. And uh, that whole night I didn't sleep. So sleep deprivation, nerves, neuroses is what you saw in that locker room with my pal Jay Hernandez. Yeah, and you just went in. You just went in. And I gave myself a concussion. We did it in one take because I banged the gun to my head on one take. And I cut myself and gave myself a concussion. They had to patch me up real quick to do another take because they were running out of daylight. And that's all they got. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then I couldn't get out of bed for three days because I had a concussion. <laughs> In Prague. <laughs> this, is, this, this is the life. This is oh, the yeah. life. Right? I, are you kidding? I stayed there an extra two weeks to hang out with those guys. We had a blast. Wow. That's a class. And, and, you know, that's, that's a cult classic movie right there. Yeah. It's disturbing. I watched it recently again, too. And I thought, you know, when, when I saw you come up on the screen again, I was like, wow. Like these just these, these little tidbits that you that you keep popping in and out of. I'm like, wow. It's like, I get it. I get why you are where uh, you are today. I get it. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I, you know, look, I, one of these days, my pal said to me, you know, you're going to have to admit these nice things people say. You're going to have to just take the compliment. It's yeah, right? it's not easy because like uh, it's never been easy, but it's getting easier just because uh, I mean, when am I ever I mean, I'm, I'm getting older and I better I better, you know, really just loosen up and just appreciate it. Well, when you do when the spinoff, no happens, spinoff, no spinoff, no spinoff, but something maybe when maybe something, something happens. Because I auditioned for suits maybe 25 times. Well, did you really? Yeah, I'm I'm too I'm I'm too much from the street. I'm from school. You really audition? Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah, Man, uh, I love, I love suits. Show. Let me tell you something funny about my boss. We all and he he you know if it was right, like he would you know he would absolutely have given you a look, but he always chooses who he choose who he chose. Yeah. We had a lot of friends we wanted on that show, never no, got I'll on. I'll tell you this much though, like the fa- the fact that you can keep getting. An audition means you're just not the one for that role. But if they keep seeing you, that means they like you. They know you. They know you. They know you get busy. So I always took it as a compliment to even get. In the I, 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 if I wish, I wish I knew you then. I would have pushed for you. <laughs> I would have pushed for you for roles that didn't even need a guy with a beard. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, you know what? I even remember one. I, I, I went for the. I went for that the guy that was undercover in jail when Mike got to jail. I yes. went for that role. That role, by the way, so there, they had a rule. There were certain roles that they were for sure always going to cast U.S. and they were only mm-hmm. allowed a certain amount of U.S. And it was a, it was one of those kind of like sh- moving shell games. Like, okay, so which role is going to work out with U.S. and which is going to be Canadian? So you were pretty much auditioning for a role that was never going to be Canadian. Oh. Well, it's good to know. Yeah. At least they brought me in. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, if they brought you in more than once, you obviously, it wasn't, it had, it was nothing on you. It was just, because uh, if you weren't, uh, if you weren't asked back again, that's usually a sign that's not good. You know what I mean? Hey, I, uh, yes. And thank you for that. I, I, <laughs> I, I also want to touch on one more thing. Happy Father's Day. We just have. Thank you. Day. Yeah. Um, you too. And uh, I know you, so you, your boy is six years old. He is, Cole is six years old. 
and it is the reason the the reason I'm here um, living up in Northwest uh, Ontario. Um, and I'm and small town living surprisingly has really done aside from the pandemic in general, it's really it's been my speed. I, I, I was always a city guy and I, uh, I don't know, my tuning fork seems to it seems to be uh, harm, it seems to be working like I, I really so, enjoy it. So are you guys here now? You're here? Well, I'm you know, so now I'm a permanent resident. So, uh, you know, I, I, unless I'm working. Uh, I'm, I'm in my son's everyday life. And, uh, it's, it's, and I think you would agree on this cause I know you are a doting father that, um, yep. but your son's 15. Yep. 15 going on so, 25. Right. My son's six. And right now the hugs come in, the wanting to be around daddy comes in, but I'm told by 14, he won't even touch me if I get him like a, a truck. <laughs> right. He won't yeah. even come near me. Yeah. You know what? That's just that's is that just, is that is that a myth? Yeah, it's a myth. That's a myth. You got if you give him the love early, you give him the love. Appreciate you. you give him the love, you stay in the you stay in that in that space where you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and that doesn't go. It doesn't go. It doesn't go. So we and can the, both we, we both agree that fatherhood has pretty much made us the best we could possibly be as people. It's the best hood I've ever been to. And I like that. I like that. And, I like and, that and I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I Me neither. It. It's the I want thing. another one. Right? Oof. Hey, I'm not jinxing nothing here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but I, I, I'm One was enough? I'm well, no, because I got, I got a baby girl, too. I got a stepdaughter as well, so. Oh, okay, okay. So, you, no, so then you have a full yeah, boat. Absolutely. I'm good. I'm good. I hear you. Good well, time, listen, you, so you got to... Uh, you said it was your family that was that was watching too. Everybody, yeah, all of us. When we're done with this, you got to make sure that I uh, I want to I want to send them a greeting because it's too bad that I can't thank them as well for being a supporting uh, group. Of I mean, they'll see this, so yeah. Okay, but, yeah, we'll do well, that too. Well, you, all right. Is it the Brigantes? <laughs> sure, that works. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it works. Brigantes. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. We love you too. Rick, thank you so much. You got this it. Is, this has been uh, this has been super exciting for me and uh, everybody that's watching right now. Please go check out all these movies we're talking about. Please go check the series out because it's incredible, top to bottom, start to finish. And subscribe here and 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 all that. And follow Rick on all of his socials and stuff. A lot of flashback pictures too of the whole cast too. I love when you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Love when you when you show that love to everybody. Uh, oh. Always. Well, yeah. that's why I'm on there. Always. And uh, you probably not enough. But uh, and then um, but anyway, I, I, yeah, just a, a shout out to all the suits fans, the suitors. I love them. They know I love them. And Bishop, let's keep in touch. Absolutely. Thank I'm you serious. so much. Thank you okay. so much, Rick. You got really, it. I really appreciate you. I'll all talk right, to you. I'll, I'll get in touch with you soon. Absolutely. That's risk and rewards, y'all.